If you have a Bible, uh, why don't you turn to the book of John, chapter 3, starting with verse 14. We're going to read together uh, John, chapter 3, verse 14. If we could still stand for for the reading of the words. As we're turning there, I just want to say what a great time me and my wife had on Friday night with the young people. I never knew that Connect Four could get so intense, but man, we had some we had some games uh, with Connect Four, and I'm gonna have to get some people back. I'm gonna be practicing. Uh, Jeremiah, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Matt got me too. Valerie got me too. It's okay. Um, but we had a great time, and I'm looking forward to to many more great experiences that that we're gonna have and. Uh, today, I feel the word of the Lord for our young people. Um, the Lord began to speak to me a couple weeks ago while, while I was preaching. Um, while I was preaching a couple weeks ago, the Lord began to put this message on my heart um, for our young people today. Um, and so I believe that, uh, of course, it's directed at our young people, but uh, don't check out. If you're, if you're over the age of 18, this is going to apply. This is something for, for, for everybody today. Um, and so I, 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 if you would help me help me to preach today, um, I believe that God is going to do incredible things, not because of me, but because of who he is and because of his word. I know I'm the one that's the messenger. I'm the one that's the, the preacher, but it's God's words and it's God's message. Does anybody believe that today? All right. All right. Let's read this together. John chapter three, beginning in verse 14, the Bible uh, says that Jesus is speaking. He says, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up. He was talking about uh, his crucifixion. He says that whoever believes in him in the son of man should not perish, but have eternal life for God. So loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Anybody ever heard this verse before? Uh, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen. Thank you to Jesus. Why don't we get ready to pray? We're going to pray one more time for God's will in this service. Today I want to talk about the God of miracles. The God of miracles. Can we? Can you lay down your Bibles and can you lift up your hands all across this place? And if you expect God to do anything today, can you lift up your voice all across this sanctuary? Come on, let's lift up a praise unto God right now. Jesus, we love you. We praise your holy name, God. We exalt you, God. We don't want that to just be a word, but God, we're lifting you up, God, above every problem, God, above every situation, above every concern, above every doubt, God, we're lifting you up, Jesus, because we need your will to be done. God, we're opening ourselves up, God, that your spirit might speak to us directly. God, let your spirit sweep through this place, God. Change us today. Transform us today. God, change our thinking. Change the way that we see. Change the way that we speak today. God, let your will be done in the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Why don't we clap our hands unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. 
and how many people know that Jesus is a miracle-working God? Jesus is a miracle-working God. If there's anything that you get from today's service, I, I hope it's a firmer belief that Jesus Christ is able to perform miracles. Uh, Jesus has done many miracles in the Bible, and I want to talk about a few. Uh, but the, the miracles that Jesus did in the Bible are not limited to the Bible. But everything that Jesus did in the scripture, he wants for us today. He wants for Lighthouse Tabernacle today. He wants for the, the, the church, uh, the, the international church today. That was his intention. He says that, that greater things than these shall we be able to do if we remain in him and if we focus on him. Jesus is a miracle working God. Amen. And not only does Jesus perform miracles, but he desires to work those miracles through you. Amen. He desires to work the miracles through me. Somebody point at yourself and say, Jesus wants to work through me. Come on, say it one more time. I need 100%. Jesus wants to work through me. Yeah, that's it. Jesus wants to work through you. Young people, Jesus has a purpose for your life. Matt, Jesus has a purpose for your life. Angel, Jesus has a purpose for your life. Lydia, Jesus has a purpose for your life. Jeremiah, Malachi, Jesus has a purpose for your life. Jesus has a purpose for your life, man. Jesus desires to work through us. With every miracle Jesus did in the scripture, and even now when Jesus performs miracles, there's, there's always a miracle behind the miracle. I think that Jesus is always incredible uh, like that. Uh, even in the moments where somebody only has an encounter or meeting with Jesus in scripture, there was something that he was always doing in the background. Something that, 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 that wasn't as obvious, something that they, that they couldn't see. In, in John chapter 4, Jesus just meets with the woman at the well. And we've Probably heard this story story a million times, but 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 he, but he, he's meeting with this woman and 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 she's saying that, that you're a Jew, you're not even supposed to be speaking to me, and uh, and and he asked her for for a drink, and she's saying, what, what, why are you asking me for a drink? You know, she's like, you know, just just do it yourself. I, I always imagine her, you know, with with her hand on on her hip, with a New York accent for some reason, you know, just just, just telling Jesus to, to to figure it out for for himself. But Jesus responds to her in, in, in verse 10 of chapter 4, and he says, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Uh, th this is something that Jesus wants to communicate to us today, is that Jesus has a gift available for every single one of us in this room today. Jesus has a gift available for you. He said, if you knew the gift of God, you would have asked him for something. You would have asked me for something, and I would have given you living water. Can I, can I tell you that Jesus hears every single prayer that we pray, and that nothing is impossible. If we are just willing to, to pray according to God's will, nothing is impossible. I, 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 I've seen... I, I, I've seen people get up out of wheelchairs. I, I saw a man in the middle of service die. In the middle of service, he, he died. His, his, his heart stopped. They, they, they couldn't resuscitate him. And, and there was a, a concern. But, but the pastor got up and he says, it, it's time for the people of God to pray. Right. And as we begin to pray, the spirit of this man returned to him. Yeah. 
and he was revived. I've seen people come back from the dead. I, I, I've seen people who, who, who had cancer and the, and the people of God lay their hands on them and they went back to the doctor and the doctor said we can't find anything. There must be some sort of mistake, but it wasn't a mistake. Jesus had performed a miracle. Jesus is able to do a miracle in your life. Jesus is able to perform miracles. He has a gift available. Later on in that, uh, later on in that chapter, Jesus healed the man's son, a nobleman, who the man came to him and, 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 and he says, please help. My, 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 my son is dying. My, my, my son is dead. You've got to do something. And Jesus just spoke a word. He just says, go back to your house. Your son is alive and, and, and he's okay. There, there, there was a miracle that Jesus did. In Mark chapter 5, there was the woman with the issue of blood. For 12 years, the Bible said she had this problem. And people, for, for, for 12 years, that's a good portion of your life right now. Yeah. 12, 12 years she had, she had suffered. And the Bible says that, that, that she went to doctor after doctor after doctor. And every time she went to the doctor and tried to, to fix the problem, the problem only got worse. Anybody ever tried to fix the problem and it seems like it's, it's, only, it's only getting worse? Anybody ever say, say something messed up to... To, to your wife, I'll, I'll just leave it for the men because, of course, the, the women never never do anything wrong. Y'all, y'all, y'all are perfect. Amen. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. But, 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 man, sometimes, you know, you, you, say, you say the wrong thing and you try to fix it and you just say the wrong thing again. You just make matters worse. Young people, you ever try to talk yourself out of a problem? And it, I don't know about you guys, but there was, you know, I don't want you guys to lose any respect for me, but. You know, I, uh, I hopefully I, I look very, very smart and, and very intelligent, and I, I hope that I speak well. But I was not a very good student. I was not a very good student. So there's hope today, people. There, there's hope. Amen. You can you, you can still make it. But I was not a very good student. But there would be there would be some times where you know you try to talk yourself out of a bad grade. And and and. and and, and I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I don't know if you guys have ever tried to get in front of a problem and people are like, like, you know, you're going to get in trouble later. And so you just try to get around it. But you realize that if you didn't say anything at all, that the problem, there wouldn't have even been a problem. Anybody ever talk to yourself into a punishment? Oh, man, I can't get any help in here. Nobody, everybody's perfect. But sometimes we just make we just make the problem worse. And this woman, she kept on trying to find a solution. She's saying that there's no way that I can keep living with this because because of her problem, she wasn't able to to, to engage in society the way that that we are. She wasn't able to just to just go to church. She wasn't able to just go and see her friends and her family. She she wasn't able to just hang out. She was an outcast because of her problem. And, and, and for 12 years, the problem only got worse, and she felt like, like there, this doesn't, 
this doesn't make sense. I, I don't know what's going on. And, and, and so she decides. And so even, even, for, uh, even for, for, for walking around and for, 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 for touching somebody, she was considered unclean. And so if she touched somebody, uh, she would have made them unclean. And they would have had to go through this long ceremony uh, of washing and, and praying and all of these things. And, and, and if she just touched somebody, especially if it was a man in this time, then, then she could have lost her life. She could have lost her life because because it, 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 it was that it was that serious and and, and so she she decides to to do something crazy. She she hears about this guy named Jesus and and Jesus is, is walking around and there's and there's a crowd of people uh, walking with him and, and everybody's real real close to to Jesus and she says if I can just touch the hem of his garment if I can just touch the bottom of his coat she she believed that 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 something impossible could could happen if she could just touch him and when she touched his his clothes Jesus recognized that virtue flowed out of him that that that, that, that something happened that 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 he didn't even he didn't even have to make a big show of it it wasn't a big spectacle she didn't have to beg and she didn't have to plead she just needed to get close enough to Jesus and once she did her 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 problem of 12 years went away and Jesus recognized that there was the healing of the woman with the issue of blood but with all of these miracles and these encounters there, 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 there was the visible miracle But there was something else that Jesus did behind the scenes that sometimes we don't think about. You see, for for, for the woman at the well, she had this problem called shame. For this nobleman whose son has died, we don't know this could have been his only son. And if you didn't have a son to pass on your legacy to you, you, you were nobody. It was a shame to you. There was the healing of the man at the pool of Bethesda. He, he couldn't walk, and, and all he could do was lay on a mat and ask for money. And he was looking for a healing, and he was nobody. But Jesus healed him, and he was able to walk. And not only did he get his legs back, but Jesus took away the shame that, was, that, 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 that identified this man. When he healed the woman with the issue of blood, he took away her problem. He took away this, he took away this issue, but he also took away her shame. There is a miracle that God desires to perform in this room today. And God desires to take away the shame of every person in this room. Come on, we all, we all know there's things that, that we have done, that we've thought about, maybe even this week or this morning, that, that, that bring us shame. There, there's things that we've thought about, things that have happened to us, things that were done to us that, that weren't out of our control, that, that bring us shame, where we say, I, I wish I could have done better, or, 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 or maybe this was my fault. Maybe, maybe I could have avoided it. Maybe I should have learned my lesson from the last time. Maybe, maybe I'm, man, 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 the, rest of my, the rest of my friends are due. I, 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 just wanted to, I, I just wanted to be a part, but now I don't feel so good. And, and we have this shame that binds us. I can't tell you how many friends uh, I, I've had who, who, where I went to college with them, and because of the shame that ha- that, that 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 they felt from 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 their youth, the shame that they felt while they were in high school, where there were things that they did or things that happened to them, and the, and that shame just festered inside of their hearts. And even though even though they, they they were anointed and they had been called and they were songwriters and and, and preachers, but because they lost their connection to God eventually the shame came back 
Because they never allowed Jesus to take the shame associated with their sin. They had asked God to forgive them. But they never really believed that God forgave them. Young people, there's something that, that, that you need to learn at this young age. There, all of us, there's something that we need to learn. And it's, and it's what repentance is. Because, because we can often feel like, yeah, Jesus, I'm sorry. God, I, God, I know, kind of, you know, help me out to, to do better. Lord, help me out to, you know, next time, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to get in trouble anymore. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't want to think about this anymore. And, and, and we just kind of got, we ask God for forgiveness. And we ask God, we say, God, I'm sorry. But, but we don't ever allow God to take that part of us that, that identifies with that problem, that it identifies with that sin. I had a friend who, who he, he struggled with, with, with watching things that, that he shouldn't have been watching. And, and, and now he was in college and, 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 and he was called of God and he was a preacher and, 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 and he still had this same struggle and he knew that God had forgiven him. And, 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 and he knew he, he knew that he had asked you and he, he knew he knew that he was forgiven. But but he said, Chris, I, I realized that there was there was something in my heart that I did not address because even though he, he hadn't he hadn't been watching those videos anymore. It had been years since he had watched the video. There was still shame that he associated. There was still something where, where the enemy was saying, that's exactly who you are. That's exactly who you are. That the problem, the problem wasn't just a problem. It wasn't just something that you did, but, it, but it's who you are. And he, and he struggled. Even though he hadn't done that sin for years, he still thought, that, that, that's who I am. That, that, that's, that's who I am. He still felt the burden. He still felt the pain. He still felt the darkness because he had not received received deliverance from his shame. I don't want us to go years and years believing that we are something that God never intended us for, 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 for us to believe that we are. Young people, let me tell you that the Bible says, says in the book of Ephesians that you are chosen, that you are accepted. Come on, that you have been sealed by the spirit of promise. There is a purpose that God has for your life. You are not the things that you have done. You are not the things that people have done to you. You are not the things that people have labeled you with. You are what God has called you to be. You are a child of the king you are a son and a daughter of God this is God's plan and purpose for your life I want you to live with shame there's something that the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 Hebrews chapter 4 verses 15 and 16 it tells us that that we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses Because the children of Israel, in the Old Testament, they, uh, they, they didn't have the same experience that we have, where, you know, we're able to just go before God, whether we're at church or we're at home, um, or we're at school or we're at work. We're able to come before God, and we're able to, you know, if, if we've done something and 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 if we if we've sinned, if we've if we've fallen short, we're able to just say Jesus, wherever we are, we're able to say Jesus. God, I love you, and I don't want to do the thing that I've been doing, the thing that I've been struggling with, God. I want to say, Jesus, I need you to forgive me. God, Jesus, I, I, I need you to help me to overcome this. God, I don't want to go back. We're, we're able to do that. And I feel like we take it for granted sometimes because in, in the Old Testament, 
they had to they had to sacrifice an animal and 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 they did not have that same feeling or that same knowledge that that their sin was completely washed away uh they they had the the belief or the understanding that their sins were just kind of pushed ahead a year uh, that, that that the sin of the nation was kind of was kind of just rolled rolled ahead on a, another year and, and and they they weren't even doing the sacrifices themselves they they had to have somebody else sacrifice for them and and, and the high priest and the high priest would, would go before God and he would he would sacrifice for the entire nation saying God this the, the entire nation repents the, the the entire nation is we we, we lay down this sacrifice before you and in the book of Hebrews, the writer is saying that, that we don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. I don't know about you guys, but I know that there have been times where, I, where I've sat in church or a conference or, or something, and, 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 and the preacher is up there, and he's telling me that I can overcome. And he's telling me that, that, that I can have victory. And, and, and he's telling me that, 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 that I'm more than a conqueror. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, man, you don't, you don't know. <laughs> you, you, what, what are you talking about, man? And you up there with your nice haircut, your, 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 your $700 suit, and, 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 you, and you're trying to tell me, man, you've been in Pentecost your whole life. You've been, you've been saved since, 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 the moment, since the moment that you were born, and you're trying to tell me that I can overcome. Yeah, it's easy for you to overcome. You haven't had anything to overcome. You, 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 you had life on easy. Has anybody ever had a thought like that where, where the preacher doesn't know what I'm going through? The preacher doesn't, doesn't know. And, 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 and we sit there, and it's like, man, man, you don't get it. You don't get it. But thankfully, even if the preacher doesn't get it, we have a God that gets it. We have a God that knows exactly what it is that we're going through. We, we, we have a God that knows exactly it is how, how we're feeling. The Bible says that we don't have a high priest who, who cannot sympathize. So, th- so that means that, that, that Jesus is able to sympathize with our weaknesses. The Bible says, the Bible says that when he, when he went to the cross, that our shame and that our guilt was nailed to that cross with him. That he, that he took on the burden. That he took on the pain. That, 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 that he took on the weight of our sin. And so he's able to sympathize with our weaknesses. Jesus knows exactly where you struggle. Jesus, guess what? Jesus knows every thought. There, you know, you know there, there, there's things that we struggle with in our minds that, that we, we haven't even done yet. And, and, and we know that, that if, if we were to say these things out loud, that the people that are around us wouldn't think the same of us. There's some of us that, that, that need help that are struggling with some problems. There's, there, there's some of you young people that, that, that I, I know school, I, I know the pressure of middle school and of high school, and I know that that it's even more pressure than what I was facing just a few years ago when, when I was in, when I, when I was in school. I, I know that there is pressure that's mounting, and I know that you feel like you cannot talk to your parents, and I know that you feel like you cannot talk to some of your friends, that you cannot talk to your brother or to your sister. I I know that there is pressure. I know that you've had some thoughts that you wish you didn't have. I know that there are some things that you've done that that you wish that you have not that that you had not done. 
I know there are some things that, that you have seen that you wish that you have not seen it, and you don't feel like you can say it to anybody because if you say it out loud, that means it's real. If you say it out loud, they, they, then they're going to judge. If you say it out loud, then maybe they're going to punish me. If I say it out loud, they're, they're not going to look at me the same. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe if you said it to your friends, they, they, they wouldn't respond well. But, but let me tell you, we have, we have a friend that's closer than a brother. Jesus already knows every single struggle, every single thought, every single weakness, and he still welcomes you into his presence. He still welcomes you. He still calls you a son. Come on, we don't have to be ashamed to go into the presence of God. We don't have to be worried, is God going to punish me? Is God upset with me? Is God going to forgive me? Guess what? When he went to the cross, he knew every struggle. He knew every thought. He knew everything that you were going to do. He knew everything that you were going to think about. But he still said that you were worth it. He still said that you were worth it. He still said they have value to me. He still said this matters. He still said I'm going to go to the cross for them. It doesn't matter what they have struggled with. It doesn't matter what they have done. I'm still going to the cross to take away their pain. That's what Jesus is doing for us. And so he understands our weaknesses. And the Bible says that he was tempted in every sense like we are. Jesus was tempted in every sense like we are, yet without sin. And then the Bible says in the next verse, let us then come with confidence In the King James, it says, come with boldness to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know, this gives us a picture of, you know, perhaps we don't all understand what it means to come to the throne with boldness. But there was a person in the Bible that gave us a perfect illustration of this, and her name was Esther. And. Esther was, was a young woman in the Bible. She has, she has an entire book dedicated to, to, to her life story. And, and, and uh, I, I would say to, to read it after this and, and to study it and, and to look at what has happened. And in this setting, in the book of Esther, there was this Persian king. His name was Xerxes. In the Bible, it's like Ahasuerus, uh, but, but he's also called Xerxes. You may have heard of him in, in, in a history class or or something like that. And the Bible describes his kingdom as going from India to Ethiopia. He had conquered most of the Western world, and he was incredibly rich, incredibly well-known, and incredibly feared, as this king Xerxes was. And, and the Bible tells us that he had become displeased with his wife Vashti, was her name. And because he was displeased with her, and he was the king of this vast empire, he says, well, this one don't work. Let me find a new one. He just wanted to find a new wife. He says, just put her away, put her in some chamber somewhere. He says, says find, find, go, go, out, go out to the city and, and find, me, find me a new wife. Uh, he, he says, just, just bring, bring somebody in. And I, I don't care who it is. Just, he says, just make sure that they're pretty. That's, all, that's pretty much all, all they cared about then. And, and, and so his servants go out and, and they go throughout the city and, and, and they find they find these young women to, to, to bring to the king, and, and one that was chosen was it was this young lady um, named, her name was Hadassah, and eventually her name was changed 
uh, to Esther, and, and she was this Jewish, this Jewish young woman who, who she did not have a father, the Bible says, and she did not have a mother, but she was living with her, her, her cousin was taking care of her, Mordecai, or Mordecai, uh, however you want to pronounce it, he was taking care of her, he was responsible for her, and she is chosen to be the next queen over this kingdom, and, and she, 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 she goes, and, and, and she's, she, she doesn't even she doesn't even see the king, and she's put into some chamber, and she's uh, she she's she's just made to to be the, the this is this is really kind of what the meaning of trophy wife comes from. This is she she was just meant to be pretty. That's that's all she was supposed to do, and and, and she she could just be pretty. She didn't have to cause any trouble. She didn't have to have to say anything. All that's all she had to do was sit there. But there was something that that happened because her cousin Mordecai had favor in the kingdom. And there was another man named Haman. And Haman, does anybody know anybody that, that's prideful? Anybody? Anybody? Okay, that, we're going to call them Haman. So we'll put that, whatever, whatever their name is. Okay, and so, and so th- this prideful person named Haman, he had been, the Bible says that he had been uh, exalted by the king. He had, he had been praised by the king. So he got uh, more money. He got a better position. And he was set over all of the other officials in the kingdom. And when he would go to the gate of the city, that's where they would do business. He, uh, everybody, everybody would, would, uh, they, they, they would go up to him and, and man, he stand up for a second. Okay. So sorry, you're going to be, the, you're going to be the bad guy for a second, but, but this, this, this is Haman, but they, they would go up to Haman and they'd say, oh, Haman, man, your, your clothes are so nice. What a, what a beautiful red is that, is that custom made for you? Oh my gosh, that, that, that watch Haman, that's so incredible. Haman, those Nikes, oh my gosh, oh, the, is, that, is that, is that Air Jordan? Oh my goodness, great are you, Haman, you're, you're, you're so smart. Haman, look at you, you're so strong. Haman, and, and they, and they would, thank you, man, clap it up for, clap it up for me. And, and 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 they would everybody would, would praise would praise Haman and and they would come and they would bow down and say oh Haman you're you're so great you're so you're so amazing and everybody would do this and Haman felt great until until one day Haman was walking around and everybody everybody's telling Haman how good he is and and he and he looks over and he sees one person is Jeremiah and Jeremiah is not. Jeremiah is not bowing. Jeremiah is not saying any good thing. Jeremiah is like, okay. Jeremiah is like, I'm, I'm doing my, I'm doing my job. Haman, you're okay. And and and, and Haman becomes so enraged, simply because Mordecai wasn't bowing down to him, simply because he wasn't giving him any praise. Simply, simply because he, he, he wasn't saying, Mordecai, you're so, and so Haman becomes so upset that, that he hatches this plan and he's saying, well, where, where, where's Mordecai from? Oh, oh, he's one of those Jewish people. Ah, uh, okay, okay. He says, here's what I'm going to do. He says, I'm going to get the king to destroy the entire nation of Israel. He says, I'm going to get the king to kill all, uh, all, all of the Jews simply because Mordecai wouldn't bow down to him. And, and 
And, uh, and, and the king agrees because he tricks him. He says, he says king, there's people who, who they don't have our customs and they're not following you and, and they're going to cause problems. So, so let's destroy them. And the king agrees to it. And Mordecai hears about this. And Mordecai, the, Mordecai the Bible says he, he, he tears his clothes and he puts on a sackcloth and he puts ashes on his head. And, and he begins to weep and to wail and, and to cry out to God. And he becomes so frustrated because he knows all of his people are about to die and it might be his fault and he, and he and, and, and he's there and he's there for for, for days crying out and, and 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 a thought comes to his mind he says oh yeah my my cousin esther wait she's in the she's in the, she's in the king's palace right now says there's there's no way out of this there's there's nothing that that, that, that we can do we i've got to get esther to make a move. I've got to get Esther to say something to the king. I've got to get Esther to do something. And so he calls up his cousin. He says, Esther, you've got to do something. And her response was, wait, 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 wait. Hold up. <laughs> that's the, uh, that, 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 that's the, the, the HV, the Hartford version. Jesus. In Esther chapter 4, beginning with verse 11, she says, hold on, hold on a second. I, I know you're my cousin, and I know you raised me and everything, and I know that you cared for me. But she says, this is the deal. She said, all the king's servants and the people of the king's province know. She says, everybody knows, whether man or woman, it doesn't matter. If you wish to come to the king at the inner court, but you have not been summoned, there is one law, put him to death. So anybody that showed up to the king's court to bother the king, and the king did not call them, the law was that person needed to die. That was the law. And so, and so her cousin is asking her, go into the king's court and do something about it. But she says, there's this law. She says, Mordecai, are you, are you crazy? They're, they're, I'm going to die. She says, unless for some reason the king should hold out the golden scepter so that he might live. And she says, however, I have not been summoned to the king for these 30 days. So she's been living with the king for a month and she hasn't even seen him. He hasn't even called her into, you know, your, his face is like, what? She hasn't even seen him. He doesn't even care about, he hasn't even acknowledged that she's been there. And, and she's saying, she's saying, Mordecai, if, if I go into the court and he hasn't called me, I, he, I'm going to be put to death unless the king holds out his golden scepter to say that I can live. And in the next verse, she says, so all the words of Esther were told to Mordecai. And so uh, they're going, sending messengers back and forth. Then Mordecai told them to reply to Esther. Do not think that in the king's palace you will be more likely to escape than all the other Jews. So he was putting a plane to her. He says, listen, says, if we're going out, if we're going down, Esther, you're going down too. He says, that, 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 that's, that's the reality. And he puts it to her plain. He says, for if you remain silent at this time, protection and deliverance for the Jews will be ordained for some other place. But you and your father's house shall be destroyed. And when he's putting it plain to her, he says, if you remain silent, 
He says, God's going to protect us some other way. God's going to make a way even though it seems to be no way. But he says, you're going to miss out if you don't obey God. And who knows if you may have attained royal position for such a time as this. And once she gets this message, she sends a reply to her cousin. And she says, tell everybody to fast. Tell everybody not to eat or drink anything for three whole days. She says everybody needs to fast and everybody needs to pray. And after the three days, she steps into the king's court and no doubt fearfully, no doubt wondering if this would be her last steps, no doubt wondering if this would be the last thing that she would ever see. She has not met the king. He has no reason to save her. She has no favor with the king. She's not spent any time with him, but she steps into the court. After the entire nation has been fasting for three days and the king extends the golden scepter. She had received favor with the king that she had never met. There was no other reason, but I believe by the power of fasting and prayer. Come on, when she stepped into the king's court, she received favor. She had no fear. Come on, her people were saved. And most scholars believe that she could have been between 14 and 15 years old. And she saved the entire nation. Come on, she saved an entire nation because she was willing to step out. It did not look supernatural. Come on. This moment, it did not look supernatural, but what happened in this section was a miracle. It was a miracle that God performed. God gave her the favor that she needed. And let me tell you, there is somebody somewhere that needs the experience that we have in this church, young people. There's somebody in your high school that needs God's spirit inside of them. There's there's somebody in your school that's dealing with suicidal thoughts right now, and they need the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's somebody in your family that you know needs the gospel. And they need you to do it. And you may feel like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know exactly everything I believe. I, 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 I don't even pray. I don't even read the Bible. I wouldn't know where to start. All you need to do is step out. It doesn't take much. It just says, "Hey, hey, can I, can I, can I pray for you? A friend that's struggling. Can, can I pray for you? I, I've shared, I shared this before, but when I was in high school, I was so." Uh, I was so excited to be a Christian while I was at church. I, I, I love church. I love going to church. I was there every Sunday. My mom didn't have to make me go. I, I, I just loved, I, I loved, I loved being a Christian. And I loved worshiping at church. That was it. When I got to school, it, 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 it was something, it was something else. I was a different. I was a different version of me. Uh, I, I, I I talked a different way. You know, it, it was so. You know, at, at school, it was it was so hard for me not to cuss at school. But when I was at church, man, I, I didn't slip up one time. It was amazing how that worked. <laughs> when I was at school, there were certain things that I talked about that I knew if I talked about it, if I talked about it at my at my church, they would have kicked me out. But. It, it, it was so easy for me to be a Christian at church, but it was so hard for me to be outside our church. And I was so ashamed. I was like, man, what, what, is, man, what is this? The football team is going to make fun of me. If I try to tell them, if I try to tell them they should come to church, man, if they see everybody jumping and shouting, I'm never going to hear the end of it. I, it's going to be a nightmare. I know y'all have thought the same thing. 
I, I, I know some of y'all adults too. You've been thinking, man. I need. I know I need to invite people from my job, but if they, man, if they see me, if they see me speaking in tongues, they're gonna think I'm. Think I'm crazy. I know we've all had that thought. I, everybody, everybody's like, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, we've all we've all had that thought, but 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 I, I realized, even though I was so ashamed to to be to be a Christian while I was at school, when I got to my senior year, and we were all deciding where we were going to go to college, and I had felt the call of God in my life, and I and I and I said I'm going to go to Bible college, and um, and, and and I decided to to do that, and and thankfully I got accepted because I wouldn't have had no other option. I would have been I would have been stuck at home, um, but they it, I I got I got accepted in, into college, and people and everybody's so excited when senior high school. Oh, where are you going to school? So I was like, oh, I'm going to Yale, and oh, I'm going to Cornell, I'm going to Notre Dame. I'm like, my God, hey, hey Chris, where are you going? I'm Where are you going? I'm going. And uh, Indiana College. Uh, you skip the skip the Bible for a second. You just got kind of cough right there. I was going to Indiana Bible College, and people people, you know, people look at me and they're like, "Wait, you going to you going to Bible College?" And in my mind, you know, you can have a million thoughts in just one second. Yeah, it's I'm like, oh man, here we go. About to lose all my friends and think I'm crazy and going going to Bible College. And like, can I tell you guys that 100 percent of the response was. Man, that's so cool. One, one, and I, I was, I, I was so shocked. I, I, I was so taken aback. And, and then they were saying, oh, "Are you going to be a preacher? Are you going to be a pastor?" And I was like, "Yeah, I, I think so." And they're like, "Man, when, when you start your church, can you invite me? I want to come to there. I, I want, I want to be there." They, 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 I, w- I was so ashamed for four years, for no reason. They all wanted what I had. They all wanted to be invited. They all were looking for something more, but I could not get outside of myself. And so I missed it. I missed the miracle that God wanted to do in my high school. I missed the miracle that God wanted to do in my neighborhood. It wasn't just that God wanted to heal anybody's body. It wasn't just that, that, that God wanted to raise anybody from the dead. And I'm sure he would have he would have done it. But God wanted to perform his greatest miracle of salvation in my high school but I missed it because I was ashamed because I was afraid we're not like Esther today where we have to be worried about what what God is going to think what is the king going to think I haven't been speaking to him I haven't seen him I have not heard his voice I don't even know what he looks like uh, uh, we don't have to be like Esther today and worry is the king going to extend the golden scepter or am I going to be killed right here on the spot we have the opportunity today young people to begin to pray and to begin to say Jesus I know it's been a while or Jesus I know I've never talked to you before Jesus I know that, uh, that, that that my parents forced me to come here but Jesus I want to know you because I believe that a nation can be saved come on West Hartford is waiting on the young people of this church to stand up and to say Jesus we need more of you Connecticut is waiting on you young people New England is waiting on you the United States is waiting on you to say yes to say yes that is the miracle that Jesus wants 
to do, but you need to know first that Jesus wants that miracle in your life. First, why don't we all stand to our feet? Jesus wants that miracle in your life. The Bible tells us that Jesus agonized in the garden of Gethsemane before he went to the cross. The Bible says that, 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 that his stress was so great that his sweat became, as it were, great drops of blood. Some, some scholars believe and some scientists believe that the capillaries and his, the small veins in his arms began to burst because he was praying with such intensity. He was agonizing over it. But, but, but when he did that, when he agonized in the garden, it was for me. When, when after he agonized, Jesus was taken away from his friends and from his family, taken from the security of his home, left abandoned and lonely. But when he was lonely, that was for me. They took him and they ridiculed him and they, and they beat him and they, and they whipped him on his back and, and they falsely accused him and they asked him who they thought, who he thought he was and they, and they spit on him and, and they laughed at him and they, and they mocked him. But when he was mocked and he was ridiculed and beaten, that was for me. They put a cross on his back. And he was forced to walk through a crowd of people saying, crucify him, crucify him. But when he walked through that crowd, that was for me. They laid him on the cross. And they put the nails in his hands and the nails in his feet. And they raised him up. And even the people being crucified with him ridiculed him saying why don't you save yourself but when he was put on that cross and the nails were in his hands that was for me and that was for you they put a spear in his side after he died and blood and water came from his side and what they put the spear in his side that was for me they laid him in a grave when we close our eyes all across this place they put him in a tomb and they closed, they rolled the stone in front and it was dark. And Jesus' body was left there alone and he went into that grave for me. Thank you, Jesus. But not only did he die, not only did he suffer for me, but the Bible says that he descended into hell and that he took the keys of hell and death in the grave. And then after three days, he rose from the grave. And when he rose with all power in his hands, that was from me. When he rose, he, he rose from me. He rose to give me a chance to live. He rose to give me a chance to overcome. He rose to give you a chance to win your friends. He rose to give you a chance to not suffer. He rose to give you a chance to not be depressed. He rose to give you a chance to avoid suicidal thoughts. He rose with all power for you and for me and today he has given us the chance to receive his greatest miracle one more time I wonder if we could close our eyes all across his place